You're listening to the Modern Web Podcast. For more podcasts, videos, and events, find us online at modern-web.org or follow us on Twitter at modern.web. That's M-O-D-E-R-N-D-O-T-W-E-B. Welcome again to another episode of the Modern Web Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Tomchak, a software architect at This Dot. Uh, this Dot Consulting Labs is, uh, we do stuff augmentation, new prototypes, basically anything that your company may need or fit, we can uh, design and execute it. Uh, today, I've got a very special guest, uh, Scott Spence. How are you? Hey, Jesse, I'm fine. Thank you very much for asking. And uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So we've got our coffee, we've got our drinks, we've got everything lined up, ready to go. Uh, for people who aren't in the uh, immediate London area, who maybe haven't been to your uh, Svelte meetup, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us uh, um, like the elevator pitch. Elevator pitch. Um, or the sure, lift um, pitch. Sorry. Is that, is that right? The lift pitch. Yes. I think it's just that doesn't really sound right. The elevator pitch. Yeah, that doesn't. doesn't... (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, sure. My name's uh, Scott Spence. Um, uh, I mean, a second career dev. Uh, I should probably stop stop saying that because I've been into web development since uh, 2016 now. I think so. I think the that that part's well and truly done. Now Um, you say second career dev, but your first career is listed as VB analytics is that right uh, visual as a, basics as a, a vba analyst um was the term i mean because it, it sort of had different the, the title was a technical project manager i think and i can't remember what the other, the other titles were but it's basically like a vba analyst so I'd, I'd, uh, so i was in the financial sector for a good 10 years doing this sort of thing where you know, financial people live in spreadsheets and they want to automate stuff. And that, that that's, you know, what we helped out with. Um, and that's how I sort of got my start into to, to programming, really. Um, you know, I just, just found out that you could automate things and just make your job a lot easier. Ah, um, okay. All right. So, like, we're talking, um, like, Excel and VB, like, macros, sort of, like, uh, yeah. coalitions, pivot tables, all that sort of, like, compile, like, wow. That's, yeah, okay. Pivot tables. Mm. Yeah, so lots of funky stuff in that, um, and did that for good, good ten years. Um, and the thing is, with that, it's um, it didn't didn't change much. And you know, once uh, what was the Office three six five when that came along? Yep, uh, everything went into the browser. So I was like, well, I need to start working in the browser, I guess. And uh, you know, just um, um, started learning. Uh, I, what I thought at the time was was a good idea um, was Python. I said, like, oh, because um, analytics it, it, based, it work, right? It, it works nicely with um, Excel. You can automate Excel with it. Really, with Python? And I thought, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, but I didn't get too much into that. Um, and at the time when I was just just learning, um, I saw I was try, I've been trying to find it. I saw a post from Quincy Larson. It might have been a post or a tweet, and uh, I think it was a really long free code camp post. And um, basically, the upshot of this post was bet on JavaScript. It's just saying where you know JavaScript is basically everywhere and in everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it, it's it was a good bet. Um, so here I am, sort of five years later. <laughs> yeah, I think my my favorite phrase these days is is uh, no one ever got fired for for buying JavaScript. 
uh like i started as a as a native ios developer and here yeah. i am years later it just immersed in javascript like it's it's it is everywhere and it's so difficult to to you know there are paradigms in languages like uh you know ruby on rails and elixir and stuff that are very like we will do everything without javascript like they're very yes look at oh i love it i love it your mobile yeah oh i i, I have I, I i used to love android oh i still do it's still great but um I'm, i use ios there because i haven't got time for messing about with android stuff but um uh i really wanted to get into android development and um at the time this was like 10 15 years ago, I guess. Yeah, right, um, right about working, early cupcake with it was, airs. Yeah, just brutal. Yeah, well, it was a bit of a pain to work with. So um, uh, that was <laughs> it's pretty much as far as I got. Buying the books, reading, well, I've got through quite a few of them, um, but but nothing really came of it. Um, yep. And I guess if you go like uh, digging through my GitHub history, you'll probably see a couple <laughs> of... Uh, Failed projects on there, which is just... some native project in there. Yeah, I re I remember just trying to get Eclipse with all the right plugins and the SDK and stuff running in a simulator for early Android stuff was a pretty a pretty brutal experience. I mean, it yeah, wasn't much it better was... on iOS. Uh, I'll give you that. Like, you really had to know where everything was and how to you know configure the plist file and sign your stuff and get it. Oh, it was it was malicious. It really was. <laughs> Uh, there was there was two at the time, wasn't there? It's was Eclipse and something else. And um... uh, net ants or net beans or something. It was well before they had like the Android Studio, right? It was some there was Eclipse and you could use something else, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I, I've still got a Stack Overflow uh, uh, answer question answer from back in the time back in the day where I was trying to add the uh, Android Studio. Uh, icon to my desktop <laughs> and it's like it's where it's where the vast majority of my um uh my points on uh stack overflow come from, come from? It's like this is one question from 15 years ago um but uh but yeah um so um back to me and <laughs> talking about me jesse uh, yeah so, yeah i transitioned into uh web development um and uh um you know did the whole Free code camp curriculum, uh, 100 days of code was uh, like a great community sort of um, uh, thing to do, and um, got my got my. I, I don't work in finance anymore. Um, you know, I, I have some background and like a, a lot of experience in working in like large enterprise organisations, but um, I haven't really as as are most finance companies, right? <laughs> yes, um, but um, I've been uh, like, like full time. Uh, employed for agencies. My first one was with like a government contractor, and then uh, I moved to. Uh, the, it, it was like a startup, uh, and I was telling you just before we went on air um, about the, uh, the the ski holiday. Uh, yeah, with, with those guys. A time. Um, but um, they they got acquired by uh, Accenture, um, and uh, I, I left uh, soon after the, the, the large acquisition, and uh, started going into Devra. Um, and um, it was pretty much as I started there, I was trying to sort of position myself in, into that space, sharing what I learned, blog posts, you know, always trying to um, yeah, be active on, on, on the socials and helping people out with, with that sort of thing. Um, so it's something I'm 
very sort of keen on is like uh, helping out that person who's like a couple of steps behind me and, uh, you know. Um, uh, now, do you think I, most of the people that I meet that are in DevRail that are consciously helping or, you know, putting a hand out and helping up have gone through code camp or free code camp or some version of self taught, uh, sort of second career sort of new and they are sort of paying it forward. Uh, you know, I don't, mm. not to say that there aren't any, but I don't meet a lot of CS grads who follow the path similar to yours where they are, are in DevRel after going to a four year college and, and, uh, learning publicly. Uh, do you, do you feel that, that like the journey of, of like free code camp and some of the other thing has given you the, the sort of mindset to learn publicly and, and give a handout or hand up? Yeah, I, I, I believe so. Uh, that's, I've never thought of it that way, but yeah, I mean, you get into it at that early stage and, um, uh, like when I mentioned the hundred days of coding, you sort of always, um, uh, mentioning your progress, how far you've got for certain projects and other people chime in and want to help out and you know that's how you sort of uh, form your relationships with those sort of people so um yeah i mean it, you you always want to give back and uh help someone out where you can i mean if if i can help anyone uh, in, in any way i can then then i will so giving back so from code camp for uh your uh, free code camp to 100 days of code camp and now you continue your devrel with uh a meetup, a spelt meetup, is that right? Yes. So um, I got involved in the uh, the Svelte London meetup um, November November last year. Hang on, was it? no November November twenty twenty one. There you go. Time know, is a every, flat circle. Everything just seems to have compressed since twenty nineteen, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. So twenty twenty one November twenty twenty one. Um, I've been helping out uh, organize the Svelte London meetup. Um, so if anyone is listening who um, is in the London area, like you said, Jesse, um, and they've made something cool with Svelte, come and talk to us. There's a GitHub repo for Svelte Society London and um, just just you know drop an issue in there and we'll um, gladly have you to come and, and talk about Svelte. But um, yeah, how I got involved with that, I... Um, I think I messaged one of the um, uh, maintain one of the people who ran it. I think uh, Anthony Jones. He's um, a core Svelte maintainer, and he was like, "Yes, please come and help us out." Um, yeah, really, <laughs> and then I've been I've been helping out ever since. Um, and I, I think, think it's safe to say that most meetups would love any help. So anyone out yes. there who's like, "Oh, I would love to help, but I don't think they need it." Wrong. They absolutely yeah, yeah. would love your help. Anything you yeah. can do to help out, right? <laughs> Yeah. So if if, uh, if you go to the, the the last meetup we did for the end of January, um, it was there was two of us, um, and uh, you can see in the stream there's just like there's two laptops, one one a control stream yard, one to have like the presentation going locally, tons of wires, the 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 mic the, the cordless mics didn't work, and it, it was just you know we had about twenty minutes to set up and it all just went. Terribly wrong, um, and if you contrast that to when it actually does go right, it's it, it's you know flawless. But you know sometimes it just happens, and you have to sort of roll with it. But you know, a picture of me at the, at the start of the stream, like 
wiping Ooh. sweat from my brow where I've been frantically trying to connect cables and stuff. Running so. around trying to trying to get an extension cord or get a cable or get something or get an adapter to fit. Yeah, it's yeah, um, but but yeah, um, um, for any anyone who goes to a regular meetup um, and they want to help out, just yeah, just mention it to the organizer. They'll be more than happy for you to help them as well. Uh, I guarantee it. Uh, yeah, they'll be. <laughs> From my small experience, they will never turn down uh, a helping hand. So show up early, help out. Uh, you'll be you'll be uh, re really. Uh, I was gonna say evaluated for. They'd be really keen to have you there. Uh, really appreciate it. Yes. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, did did my cat put you off? I did. I was like, I was like, oh, there's a cat. I was like, <laughs> you see, I just totally lost my train. I'm like a goldfish. Like anything flashy rocks through, and I'm like, oh, what's that? Yeah, yeah, same, same. Um, yeah, I do apologize. They, um, they, they know. Um, you probably hear banging now. There's a cat flap just over here, and um, they, they know when I'm on a call for some reason, and they'll come they'll wandering come through, start making noise, wanting to get for the door. And flapping and the other one with the flap. Oh, <laughs> uh, isn't it the best? The pets are just like they have a keen sense of when you are busy or focused, and have just the apt to come in and just be like, "Hey, hey, hey, yeah, me now, my attention." Yeah, it's like, where were you all day? I literally had nothing to do all morning. Where were you? And they're like, "Eh," but you're busy now, and I want your attention. Yeah. We have some puppies yeah. at home, which is why I don't work at home. Uh, so. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So you've been into Svelte uh, for a couple of years now. What? How, as someone who is eyeballing, I would say I'm eyeing Svelte sort of out of the corner of my eye. I'm, I'm starting to struggle with the additional weight of react and the hooks and the memoization and the and by struggle i mean i'm just salty about it like why why am i in charge of memoization like i thought that was your job so i i i'm not an anti-hook type i like the functionality i like the closure ship i like the holding the state but like why am i in charge of whether telling you whether or not it's a callback like sort it out like i'm so mad at like the the sheer manualness of it it's like look if i wanted a control oh no if i wanted a project car i would buy a project car i need a daily driver <laughs> i need a a reliable corolla with four wheels and air conditioning i don't need a muscle car with, with that, that like i have to like tune the carburetor to get to the grocery <laughs> store and like sometimes it leaves me stranded like i don't i'm, t I'm tired of it so how did you how do i make this journey from where did you come from? How'd you get into Svelts? What, why Svelts? You know, you, I'm already sold. I'm ready for something new. But like, what was it? So, okay. So Svelte isn't, relatively speaking, isn't that new. Svelte itself has been around since uh, 2019. Um, Svelte, I'm not sure when Svelte 3 got announced, but uh, Rich Harris did uh, a great talk on rethinking reactivity um at a meetup um which everyone references so i'm going to reference it okay um, brilliant. If, if if anyone's listening and they want to check it out just uh on youtube search rich harris rethinking reactivity you'll find it it's a great talk 
Um, and uh, that was specifically Svelte 3, where um, they actually have uh, the reactive variables in Svelte. So uh, are you, are you aware the, so, of how reactivity happens in Svelte? I know. I So I've gone through enough pages. I'm about like a couple weeks in. I, I saw labels as a JavaScript item and was like, what is this? Yes. And okay. Good. The fact that it's a standard JavaScript, like I read the MDM page and was like, how do I not know what this obscure thing is? And it's, it's yeah. right. So explain your activity to me because I love okay. this like syntax that is so crazy, but like standard. So, um, like you were saying, it's, um, uh, it's like do dollar colon, um, yeah. is, is the, um, uh, is what you say, um, to signal to Svelte that anything which comes after this dollar colon here is going to be a reactive variable. So that means uh, for any uh, any any action, any user input, any any anything which changes, will update that variable instantly. And the reason why it is uh, a label is because it's uh, it's valid JavaScript and uh, the the Svelte compiler. So we actually talk about Svelte being a compiler rather than uh, you know just bundling you know, sending a, a JavaScript bundle to, to the browser, it compiles everything up front. So um, you're always shipping like the, the minimal subset of features to the browser. So uh, anything which isn't needed doesn't get put into, you know, doesn't get sent to the browser. So that's, you know, one good thing with it. But back to like the reactive variables. Um, the, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, what? Did you have, um, <laughs> because I had like visceral jQuery, like, you know, I've, I've done web long yes. enough that I have like these jQuery uh, PSD like moments where I'm like, I see dollar signs and I have this like this twitch where I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> you know, I, I think 12,000 line files with like functions over functions over functions over functions. But like, um, you know, this was, this drew me in. It was very interesting in, in that it was uh, the fact that he notes in the, tutorial page like this is valid javascript syntax it looks real funky go read about it and you'll get used to it and i was like okay i'm on board yeah and uh, also the thing with uh, passing props to components um so if you want to pass a prop to a component you you you, you um you denote that with export let uh so uh, yeah i know <laughs> it's but again it's valid javascript so this is what the uh, the compiler needs to know how to how to work with that when it compiles the the, the project or the app um so that was another thing which you just have to sort of uh just have to roll with it kind of roll and, with uh, it yeah it, it becomes second nature now um i mean the other day i put in export const um and it, it's like, <laughs> I was like why isn't this variable coming in it's because it's export let's go and that's why um it just just gives me like a, a syntax error um but um yeah, going back to uh, Svelte and when that first came around, I wasn't really um, into it because it was just a component framework and um, anything else you needed to do, like routing, uh, you had to bring in like your, you know, your uh, router, like there's ones like Routify. Um, and I speak to a lot of people who have, you know, built whole apps on, on Svelte. It's absolutely fine. I, I just discovered um, the other day that um, Sky, the um, is it like a TV company? Um, oh yeah, Sky TV. They, yeah, yeah, Sky TV. They um, 
they use uh, Svelte on, on their site. So I was, I was really? trying to reach out on Twitter to say, if anyone's from the engineering team wants to come and talk. Come, come down talk. come down and tell us all yeah, about yeah, the sky. Come. Yeah, the sky work. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, slight tangent now, but um, let's, yeah. let's get back to um, Svelte. And <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is in a lot of places. A lot of people say, well, you know, people don't take it seriously today. They absolutely do. Um, um, and I mean, they're using it at it, the New York Times, right? It, Rich Harris was from the Times, sort yes. of homegrown it there, doing all the animations and things that he would do for the articles. Like, I feel like of the sort of compiled frameworks, and the, the reason I leaned towards Svelte is as one of the compiled output frameworks, you know, there's Solid.js and there's Svelte. Uh, this one has, has sort of been battle tested a little more than than some of the other ones where it's like it's on sky tv it's in the new york times on a daily basis right the output is readable um which was super refreshing to me because like my react output is garbage like it's not it's unusable <laughs> like um even with the source map it's still like barely usable you can tell just how salty i am right now about um, my, fr my framework of choice <laughs> so one of the things I really uh, loved about Svelte, so let's just, um, uh, so we spoke about Svelte, we haven't talked about Svelte Kit, we'll get onto that, I guess. But mm -hmm. um, uh, so Next.js is to react what Svelte Kit is to Svelte, let's say. It's um, uh, it's like a full stack framework or meta framework because it uses another component framework within it. Um, and I got into SvelteKit quite early on. I think there was a um, announcement from Rich Harris because I, um, I was looking around. Um, this must be the end of twenty twenty, I guess, um, because I had like uh, I was like full on on Gatsby. Uh, use Gatsby for everything, and um, the uh, like. Uh, if you have like a, a reasonably large site where you know if you're outputting. Uh, a couple of hundred pages, um, things start to, to slow down a bit and the dev server gets a bit um, clunky. So I was looking around for other stuff um, to, to use, um, specifically with like MDX um, or, you know, to use components within Markdown. And there, there was a couple of things. And I heard about this Sapper, which which used Svelte. And I was like, oh, okay, like a, a meta framework, which is going to take care of my routine and um, stuff like that. Let's take a look at this. And then... This, this must have been around the time I caught it because there was an announcement from Rich Harris where um, he, he talked about the, uh, the the V1 release of, of Sapper. And it was basically, it was, it was a great video. It was him talking in his New York apartment. And uh, he said, so the release for Sapper V1 is never. And then uh, he unveiled SvelteKit. And then I, I was like, this is awesome. Um, and I just couldn't believe how quick the, the dev server was on it. So I, th I think the thing is with Svelte and SvelteKit is just the developer experience um, is top notch. It, it's, it's really good. Um, and I think for the video, which which Rich did, it, it wasn't using uh, Vite, I saw it at the time. Um, it was using uh, the, the, the talk from Fred K. Shot snowpack i think it was nope. mm -hmm. um but by the time I, I actually got to look at it it was it was using uh Veet and um I, I, just, I was just blown away with with using it how, how fast things were and i mean anyone who uses uh feet now 
nose veats just it's just it's, great for that sort of stuff yeah it's it's uh, so fast and the the output is so nice i was running it yesterday and i was like man these errors because i had a next project and i was porting it over to svelte sort of one for one sort of to get uh, an understanding of it uh over to svelte kit and the 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 veat is it was just 10 times more helpful it would pop up it would refresh faster than like it was it was one step ahead of me at every at every turn um it's yeah. really nice. Uh, the, what I do now on uh, in VS Code, I actually have autosave on all of my files, um, like a half second delay, just because you can start coding stuff out and it'll just update, you know, near enough real time. Um, uh, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. Whereas with like um, other frameworks I've used, uh, no hate on Gatsby, by the way. Gatsby's still um, <laughs> an absolutely uh, fantastic tool for, um, you know, it, even big sites, they've got their cloud offering now with Gatsby Cloud, I guess. And um, um, it's it's absolutely still a valid tool. But, um, you know, um, if you're typing stuff out and you're waiting for the page to update, sometimes, you know, it, it, it doesn't do it for, you know, 10, 30 seconds sometimes. Which, which is like an eternity in, in like uh, in developer usability. So uh, when uh, I started using Vite, I just couldn't believe how how fast it was. Um, but uh, I think the thing with uh, Svelte in general is that um, because Svelte is uh, like I said, meta frame, meta frame. It's a, a superset of HTML. So you're essentially just you know back in the old days of just you know wanging stuff into a .html file. Instead of being .html, it's .svelte. And there's a lot of additional, you know, syntactic sugar you get in there as well. And it's not it's, it's not imperative, it's, it's just declarative. So, um, you know, if, if you were to add like a, a button click in, uh, let's say vanilla HTML, you'd have to, you know, create your event listener, listen for the click and then assign that to the button. Whereas with Svelte, you just say, you know what you want to happen when that clicks so um there's a, a lot less steps with with that as well so it's it's very familiar um and you know it, it's uh, what's the word for it it's very familiar and you just you just feel right at home just just you know writing stuff out um and i, I know you were talking about uh, porting a project from nextjs yeah, to into Svelte. SvelteKit, sort of a, a one-to-one so that I could mentally, what, I'll, what I often do when I get interested in new stuff is I'll take an existing project I have and I'll be like, okay, let's rewrite this in like SvelteKit. And like, okay, how do I, you know, you get past the, you know, you read through the tutorial and then you get past the, the trivial stuff. It's like, okay, how do I fetch hmm. and hold state? How do I route on promise return how do i route on promise failure how do i click link or prefet like you start to get into like the gritty parts of it pretty quickly uh, yeah. um and so what, what are the things writing less code uh, vastly less code um <laughs> i also noticed that i haven't i also noticed that my html uh knowledge has atrophied extensively yes. uh to, to the point of almost embarrassment where I was trying to remember uh, when the last time I actually wrote like a .html file. And honestly, Scott, it's probably been many years uh, since oh, I've done like just right. a straight like vanilla .html file. 
and I was like, oh, the script tag, this looks weird. And I was like, is this, like, I constantly wasn't writing like the script tag. And I was like, well, why doesn't this work? And it's like, well, there's, there's no script tag, dude. It's like, <laughs> like I have these habits of just like, well, everything's JS in my head, you know, coming from react, right? Everything is JS. Everything is JS. Yes. Yeah. Uh, even the markdown is not really, even the mark that the, the, the syntax is not really HTML. It's, it's, it's going to be turned into HTML and it's like, yes, really perverse. So yeah, you're, 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 Class, uh, class class name. name. Oh my god! I cannot tell you. I was trying to color this title the other like yesterday, and I was just like, I just want to make this blue because it's you know I'm gonna make it extra large. I'm gonna put it over here, and it's like, why why won't it take? I I, I must have changed the style a dozen times, and then re eventually I like Bought stopped. Red five pixels. Yeah, yeah, literally. And I was like, it, why doesn't anything show up? And I was like, it must be broken. Stop and start the, the thing. Stop and start the... I had written class name instead of class. And so it was just like, I don't know what you want to do, dude. Like, this is not right. And I was just like, oh my, these habits are terrible. And they're, you know, I, I had thought, and I probably even said this many times, it's like, well, React is great because it's all just JavaScript. And you just, you know, they're, they're skills that transfer. And... I'm not convinced that's the case. <laughs> I, I loved it when, um, you know, when I, when I first heard about um, uh, React, um, I was like, this sounds like the sort of thing I want to get into where you're just building like little Lego bricks of components and then reusing them. That sounds fantastic. It sounds a lot better than this, you know, HTML stuff. And um, got into... Um, to, to that and I was like this is a fantastic way of doing things and um, you know compared to how you do it in vanilla HTML it is a lot better and <clears throat> um, I was coming into react just at the time when classes were on the way out oh <clears throat> that's me. a lot of and, crashing uh, and then hooks came along in 2019 yeah and then this was the, I mean, I know you were just, you know, being salty about it earlier, um, but hooks were just just the, the best um, to go from using class components into just using hooks and you could just do your own hook, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to make a hook for this, I'll make a hook for it. And then everyone just went crazy with hooks and then it was just like, um, there's a, I think there's actually a, a GitHub repo, which is called like useless hooks yep. or something like that. It's just like absolutely pointless hooks you can write. Um but that was great. And like you're saying, it's, it, it was all just JavaScript um, in, 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 air in quotation yeah, in quotes. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I was all for that. Um, but like what you were saying um, with regards to um, uh, Svelte brings you a lot closer to the platform. It brings you a lot closer, you know, back to, uh, you know, the actual not bare metal but you know uh, yeah right up the, close the, to the, the dom the and, and we're not running a yeah. you know i think it's important to say we're not running a virtual dom uh we're not doing uh computational diffing right to, to render these pages um do you know so how does felt we talked we touched on that it's compiled a little bit so you write mm -hmm. your spelt files and then what does that mean because i'm not compiling my my react right i'm transpiling uh, it into readable sort of minimized JavaScript that gets shipped. Uh, yes. What does Svelte do? Uh, good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm of that age 
<laughs> where I, I'm just perfectly happy with abstractions. And I don't, uh, a lot of people say to me sort of stuff like this and I'm like magic. It's just, it's just magic. And I, I, I just want to deal with um, getting what I need to, to get done, done. And I, I don't really want to drill down into these sort of details, but um, if you take a look at the, um, the, the Svelte tutorials, the Svelte REPL, and you put in any Svelte code, um, it, 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 you've got like a couple of tabs, so you can see the JS and the, C, the, uh, the CSS, and it just compile, it just ships that out to uh, the browser as uh, ESM, I guess. So um, that could just be consumed straight away by the browser. Um, so there's, there's, like I said, there's, there's no bundle. It just you just ship um, uh, JavaScript, HTML, and CSS to, to the browser. Yeah, I was as the, the browser can understand the, it. The most I know about it is it's a ripple that you had said where you can it has an input tab and you you've got your examples and then the output tab shows you what the compiled sort of JavaScript output is and the HTML and the CSS and it's like it's mm. suspiciously readable where you yes. can like you know, you can read it and you're like oh this is this is you know it's it's not. Uh, obfuscated, obscured, or minimized, or crunched down, or even like source mapped. It's just plainly commented. It's like, hey, this is a compiled file, and it's it's really like okay, uh, approachable yeah. might be the word I would I would use so far. Is like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, but um, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. It's some some magic with Vite. Sorry, Vite. I know people would be hating. I, in my head, I say Vite. Um, so sorry for anyone who, who prefers me to say Vite. Um, uh, you can say Vite, so, Vite, GIF, GIF. I, I don't think there's really a correct way to say it. Um, there was <laughs> Evan, 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 uh, you. Um, I think when he introduced Vite, <laughs> he said uh, it's the uh, French word for quick. Um, but he also said that view is the, uh, the, the, the a French word as well. And view is not the correct way to pronounce it. Vue. Vue. Uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Ah, so, so, you know. Um, a little artistic licensing there. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I couldn't, uh, you know, really say. How it gets exactly from there. What, what happens I, I from inside out. It makes, yeah. Well, but it makes us think. Do, do I need to know that? I mean, no, and you know what? Honestly, uh, sorry, I'm kind of <laughs> envious that that you are like I'm. I'm a little jealous that you are like why? Like as a as a professional race car driver, I don't need to work on the engine. There there are people that do that. They are good at that. I drive the car. I'm back here, and the <laughs> like. Why why are you asking me oil composition questions? <laughs> about the the pan and the air filter uh i don't care i'm in the, i have the steering wheel and i'm in the car i race the car uh, that's that, a fantastic analogy and you're just like yeah, i don't I, I don't care someone else cares about the engine i'm not in charge Absolutely. of the engine yeah. Uh, yeah. i i steer the car so i i'm i'm jealous because i i'm the person it, the, driving the car like leaning over to think like what's under the engine when i'm really should be paying attention to what i'm doing in front of me i get distracted about like oh what's under the engine I think um, if you want to do that, by all means, go and do it. Um, and obviously, you should have, um, you know, like me, a vague understanding of what goes on. <laughs> um, 
and uh, it's, the, it's the time thing as well. It's like, how much time could I dedicate to absolutely knowing everything which happens under the hood or, you know, just, just knowing that it's, it's taking care of that for me. Is um, enough to build up. I, That's I, I, where my jealousy comes in because I have this, this rabbit hole where I'm going down when I should be building up on top of yep. that and I end up underground like, I, I, no, I didn't get that done today because I was too busy looking under the hood. And she's like, dude, seriously, you've got to, you've got to focus. It's oh. like the uh, was it the XCD comic where they're they're, they're, they're trying to um, build a mechanism to, to you know put some salt on some food or something where yes. you know it just this is the thing the uh, thing with web development is that everywhere and everything is just endless rabbit holes of intrigue uh, and it's just wherever you want to go down then I mean not just web development I mean uh, for um, like. Hobbies are expensive. Like uh, I um, got a mechanical keyboard a while back, and man, that's just like a whole other thing. Which I was like, uh, these people are just insane. Uh, spending all this time, like uh, finding switches and you know taking them to bits and lubing them. And again, it's just like I just want to drive it, but I want it to be a nice car. Let's just go back to this keyboard situation again. It's like, oh, but it, it something doesn't quite feel right. But I just don't have the the, the the time or the energy to invest any more into what I've already invested into it. Um, and it works. It does a thing. So I'm just I, and you're to, content. To and you're it like, there. yep, it does a thing. I, Scott, I think we may have stumbled on your superpower. Well, not given. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think we could probably dress it up a little more eloquently than that. No. Uh, uh, so we were comparing. Uh, so you started with components, and and then Svelte Kit came around as a sort of uh, meta framework. Uh, sort of compared it to Next. It offers. Is it? Man, I've been in React for so long, I don't even know what to ask. Is it server side rendered? Is it like, is it is it edge computing? Is it? I don't. You, yes. you got to bring me back to reality. Like, what out of the what? What does Felt Kit help me with? Uh, yes. Oh, <laughs> um, so oh, it, brilliant. <laughs> so it will, <laughs> it will, it will help you with uh, server side rendering. It will, uh, you know, you, you can specify. I just want to render this out um, statically. Um, you, you know, if there's if there isn't going to need to be anything, you know, uh, retrieved from the server for that component or that page, uh, it just render it out statically for you. You have to uh, you have to uh, signal that. And um, someone asked me the other day, and I, there's the you know you just have to define it with a variable. There's, uh, there's like a say, flag or an export on the component static. to tell it not to or to include. Yeah, there's, there's a couple, um, and uh, I'm actually going to have to look it up because I haven't done it. Uh, .dev. Um, but yes, um, it will um, do do all the things for you. It's, Brilliant. It's, um, uh, okay, so look at the docs. So if you want to um, server-side render, yeah, you just, in your page.js file, we'll get onto the... the, the the uh, page, uh, the file notations, I guess. Ooh, uh, but you wait. say export const SSR false or export const CSR, uh, export const false. I think it's true by default. Um, and you could do the same with uh, client side rendering as well. 
So there's just a couple of variables you need to put in there to say, do this with it. Um, and yeah, you could have static, server-side, client-side rendered files, uh, as much as you like. So with routing, um, the uh, Svelkit router is fantastic. And I, I really do like it. It was, um, uh, so Svelte, uh, 14th of December uh, last year, Svelte went to V1. Before that, there was um, uh, a, a change to how, how the, the routing was done in, in, in Svelkit. And it's, it, people got mad. When it when it changed, yeah. um, but it's it's a really good way to um, you know uh, separate your concerns with what you want to do. So how it how it was um, pre this routing change, um, I don't want to get too much into it, but you'd have like uh, your script tag in your page file, let's say, and um, you set the context to module, and then that would take care of any uh, page loading data, um, and the um, uh, the reasoning behind taking it from there and moving it off to uh, its own file was one it was a lot less verbose now in the files and um it then took away um either just doing your um client side um you know fetching of the data or server side fetching so um all of the let's think about uh like if you've got an, an about page you would have um uh, your roots and you would have uh, like forward slash about dot svelte. That was how you could do it. And then that 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 root would then just map to about. Um, that got changed. And I, I always had like, I would have an about folder and then an index file in there to say, this is the about file. And then you could like start associating other, uh, you know, files with it. Um, with the changes which happened in, I think it was late August, um, everything become uh, a plus page dot svelte, plus page dot js or ts, um, and uh, plus page dot server dot js or ts. So um, the loading of the data, um, if there's anything which was um, could be done locally, was done with like a page dot js file. If you needed to go off to um, like a database where you had uh, uh, you know, uh, secrets you didn't want exposed, then you'd go via the uh, .server uh, file to get the information and pass that back to your page file. Oh, interesting. So, so it's it, like explicitly, if I need to explicitly do server-side work, there's a like a .server file for me to sort of co uh, collect or hold that, that or yes. to, to do that stuff in? Yeah, so um, this was, um, uh, you know, say if you had a uh, an API, oh, sorry, like a, uh, an environment variable you didn't want exposed, um, Vite would expose your environment variables. Um, you just had to say Vite underscore this variable, but then that was always on the client. So if you if you wanted to use um, like secret. Uh, environment variables, you'd need to use something like cnd.env or um, another package which will go off and get your environment variables and then load them up separately so they're not in the client, exposed on there, which was um, uh, a good way to do it. And uh, I think you can still use like, um, what's the the package.env to, oh, yeah. to do it as well. Um, but... Um, 
there was a change, uh, you know, pre pre v one change where the environment variables were brought into uh, Svelte. So you can say, I want this as a public variable. Um, and the, the good thing with that, if you're trying to use a private variable in like a page file, um, the compiler's like, no, what, what, are you, what are you trying to do? This is, this is a, you know, you're trying to use a private, um, a secret key in uh, something which is exposed on the client. So it's good in that respect where it will tell you, you, you can't do that, sorry. Um, so you do get this really good, you know, separation of uh, what you want to do, like you're saying, for server side stuff or client side stuff. Are there other sort of notes or benefits that the compiler will spit out to you? I'm thinking I once lost many, many, many hours of my life uh, trying to. We had some variable, and I, I don't even remember what it was, but it was in a next project, and it wasn't showing up on the client. And we couldn't, we were trying to figure it out and we were trying, you know, we were like, okay, I see it in the console, you know, console log, blah, 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 blah. It's like, there it is. I see it in my .env. I start it, yada, yada, yada. It goes through the thing. It's not there. And it's like, oh. I think after several hours, we, one of us realized that we, I, I had spelled, because you have to, in next, you have to prefix them with next underscore. Yes. And yeah, I had yeah. inverted the E and the X in next. I had spelled it wrong. Nice. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was a super use of several hours and like, it's not going to tell me and there was no error. It was just undefined. It was just uh, doing what it was with, supposed uh, to do. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and which, which I, so, yeah. Uh, pro tip. I use uh, C spell. I think the VS code extension is. So you get like a little blue squiggly line when you uh, misspell something. We, yeah. And uh, also with the, um, the environment variables um, with, uh, Svelte kit. Um, I think you'd get a, a linter warning. I, I, I know I, when you're doing it in TS, you absolutely get a linter warning if it's not the right file. Uh, if it's not the right file name, I'm not sure about if you're just using like uh, vanilla JavaScript or uh, you know using JS dot comments in it. But uh, you get linter warnings like that. Um, uh, Svelte is also really good with like. Uh, basic accessibility checking. So, say if you miss uh, like an alt tag from uh, images and uh, things an like image that somewhere, yeah, it'll show up in the uh, in, in the uh, console output. Um, same thing with like uh, h tag, uh, you know, um, anchor tags, not having like a heref in them because uh, it's like a lot of like uh, let's say like tailwind examples where they they'll just have like heref um, and like the the pound sign in there. Um, and then it's like this. This is this link doesn't go anywhere. Why is it here? <laughs> so it will it will give you the occasional sort of nudge, which is uh, really handy. Nice. I, I I used to so I dabbled in you know pure script and Elm uh, at one point many years ago, and they they're compiled you know to JavaScript. So there's that intermediate oh. step where it's like, hey, you know where they're they're strictly type safe. So they're like. Yeah. Hey, this is inaccurate. Like, and and they would give you helpful warrant, you know, helpful things like, uh, maybe you want to try something like this. Like, hey, you're missing your output export, or you're missing this, or like this is not. I couldn't find this. And the idea of having a upfront, like an actual compile step upfront, where it's like, okay, the computer went through and it says, yeah, this all makes sense, as opposed to like the bundler who's just like. I don't know what you put in here. I'm just, my job is just to smash it all together like a, like a big pound cake and then just ship it out the door. Is it accurate? And Webpack's like, I don't, 
I'm not the accurate <laughs> dude. Like I just I smash the stuff together. Like uh, and I thought uh, computers are really good at like this sort of like uh, intricacy, like is it in the right order type of stuff. And it's like why why can't my thing tell me if it's if it's missing these items? Um, does felt give you that sort of like friendly help if you are like refactoring or doing other things? Is it like, well, what are you doing, dude? What with regards to like closing uh, like HTML elements and stuff like that, or uh, I mean... like if you refer to a like a state variable that doesn't exist, uh, or try to pass a prop that's not there. Um, so I'm, I'm just just trying to think. Most of the sort of projects I spin up now, I, I just do it with uh, TypeScript, so you get TypeScript warning, okay. um, and then there's like ESLint, so you'll get a lint warning as well. And then there's also uh, like uh, a Svelte uh, ESLint check. So you can just run, you know, uh, what is it, watch, I think. Uh, and then it will just, it will go through, uh, you know, do your type checking uh, and ESLint for you and just tell you if anything is not where it should be. Um, like if you've got, um, uh, you know, if you've just gone on like a, a refactoring rampage and just started ripping loads of stuff out and you have like missing tags, I think, uh, I'm not sure if VS Code does that for you, but it just straight up won't, won't run anyway. It'll just be like, nope, that, that doesn't make sense. Uh, and I don't know what you're you, doing. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, if I'll give you a warning, so there's no closing tag or something like that. But um, uh, in, unused variables, um, I, I, I struggle now to just, just, just um, define what my VS code setup is versus what I'm actually using in a, in a project. Um, so like, um, I think with VS code, I have this thing where it just removes unused imports. So you hit save and it will just remove anything which isn't used. Oh really? Um, like not just yeah. add ones that you reference, but it will remove ones that you aren't. Well, that's interesting. Hang on, let me crack open. I could get behind here. that. Because I've got one that's like, uh, I can refer to a variable, refer to an import, and it will add it for me. Uh, but I don't know that uh, I've ever seen the inverse of that. Uh, so where am I looking here? Uh, snippet suggestions. <laughs> Let's all take a look at my VS Code settings file. Yes. <laughs> um, where is this? Oh, God. Uh, edit a code actions on save. Uh, no, that's organized imports. <laughs> oh, so yeah. got oh you've got an organized so. imports. Are they now? Let, now, here's the here's the real question. Here's where we we really hit hard. Uh, do you have them organized alphabetically? Uh, I, I think it's. I, I don't know what you mean. How else do you organize them? Ooh, just to edit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's a great question uh by oddly enough i organize mine by uh library imports at the top and then i make a space oh, and then i and then i put uh internal or like self like our uh self-made files below that so like i have npm libraries and up here and then like my own files down here and i separate them just whatever it wants to do yeah, I, I I am beholden to how uh, Prettier and uh, VS Code wants to. We'll rearrange uh, them. To arrange things, that's fine. Yeah, oh, man, I once... I'd love to see your bookcase if you're that um, detailed. <laughs> you know what? It I, my bookcase is is a pile on the floor. Honestly, like I have these. You know, there are some things when I'm really intent about, and other things that I just I, I don't have the effort to care. Uh, 
<laughs> Where is this setting? Where... I, 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 I could have sworn I had a setting in here to remove unused imports. Hang on. Find unused. Un... Okay. I don't know how it did. This is what I'm saying. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's where it's the in there and it's magic. <laughs> I'm happy with that. <laughs> um, but like you're saying, if there's, um, if there's like, if pretty, it doesn't work. This is like, I'm in a tailspin. I'm like, why it's is it pretty or working? It should be doing this thing and it's not. So um, um, I, I do get um, a bit caught up in uh, that sort of stuff. But um, I'm still looking at this setting. For, I'm sure it's a setting where it will just remove these unused uh, uh, variable names. But anyway. Yeah, I do share your prettier. Yeah. I will just head, head vomit an entire block that just is in run and then I'll hit save and I, I, I expect it to just snap to right. That shape. We're so uh, sport now with, with prettier. It was, yeah. it was like the best thing when it came along and um, it's, it's not really something which a lot of other languages, they're like, your code's not formatted for you already. Um, well, yeah. Most languages have a formatter built, like go has a formatter built in, like yeah. the language itself is like, if you don't format it, I will format it. Like, it's very like sort your life out. Cause I will do it for you type of thing, which I, I am like, this is great. I don't care. Take it, take it, take that pain, you know? Yeah. This is a, a lot of people like you, you'll see the, like the engagement, uh, bait tweets where it will say, you know, how, how do you write your functions? How do you write your if and statements? And like, you're just like, just, just, just I however pretty it tells me to I don't get it. write them any way you want. <laughs> like, this is not my concern. I guess that's my, that's where I stop looking at the engine is when they're like, oh, how do you write your functions? Where's your return line? I'm just like, I don't give a where, put it wherever you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <clears throat> that was a bit of a tangent and I can't actually remember what we, uh, oh yeah, just, just felt, take care of that. Short, the short answer is um, we're not sure. <laughs> it, it may if, if, felt, if, if vs code ever let it go that far the compiler may do that yeah um i guess uh yes Lint might tell you um but a mixture between my editor setup and how how my project is set up somewhere in between that i'm pretty sure it will catch it there you go there's <laughs> many the 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 takeaways there's many steps from here to there and it it gets it gets taken care of somewhere and this is going back to the thing. It's just like as, as, as little steps as possible. I, I will just take that. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, this just, uh, um, and the, the thing is as well is, uh, what, what you're saying about looking at the engine. Um, how often am I going to need to do that? How often am I going to need to, um, have to, you know, uh, crack into this and, um, get my hands dirty not very often and um i um I, th I think i heard it from wes boz where it's uh um you shouldn't spend a lot of time learning about something if you're not going to be using those skills so um this is the thing you spend all this time invest all this time into uh having this knowledge on something and then you're like i, I don't use this in the day-to-day -day. i'm just doing other stuff and then when it actually comes to needing to know that, you're like, uh, I I've no forgotten idea. it. 
totally forgotten it. Yeah. So there's only so much, you know, uh, what's the word for it? RAM you, you can, you can take up. So, um, uh, if I need to, uh, understand and work something out, I'll, I'll do it at the time I need to do it. Um, yeah, I guess and- the skill is to have the ability to debug that on the fly as needed and not front load all that use, all that information and never access yeah. it. That's fair. Yeah. I feel very, yeah. mm, I feel maybe very called out by West Boss specifically on that, on that phrase. Just in time learning. Well, I mean, just, uh, just in time I, I learning. Like, I like, yeah. I like just in time learning. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this in, cause it's so important this project over and I'm going to probably run into this later today or sometime this week. Can I make a, a file in Svelte that is just a API call and not like an actual, like a, just an HTTP request, like an API endpoint and not an actual Svelte file? Is that possible? Sure. So yeah? um, okay. this, this uses the, the same notation as you have like a plus server. So you'd have uh, like you're doing Next.js if you want like your APIs folder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just say- This is this, exactly this what folder. I'm thinking about. I've got one file yeah. that needs to come over. Yeah, it's just like this This folder is going to be, you know, the API endpoint you want to call. And then you have your plus.server file in there. And then you use, um, you know, your HTTP methods, uh, get, um, put, you know, whatever you want to do with it. It's probably going to be a get call, right, if you're getting something from a, a server. Yep. Um, so then you have your, your get call. You do all your stuff in there. You, uh, you can use um, Svelkit fetch, which is very close to the uh, the the browser fetch. Um, yeah, it's uh, is that in there? isometric. It's not a node environment. Is this is this right? Uh, that's, it is a node environment. Yeah, is it? I'm okay. Sure, it's, on, it's on the server, so it'll be node. But you can use the um, uh, the, the Svelte fetch API. The Svelte fetch, there. okay. Yeah, so uh, if you have your, your function, uh, it has to be uppercase get or your whatever HTTP verb you want to use. Oh, interesting. Um, and then in your parenthesis, you destructure out fetch and then you could use that in in the function and then return your body json whatever it is you want to to get whatever from i need to do okay and those are yeah, and are from, those dot ts js files or do i actually dot svelte those uh dot ts or js okay. yeah and then uh you could call your endpoint uh, from your uh, svelte pages then so um you know uh in the either the load um of your uh, Svelte page in your page.js file for that page. Go off and do a fetch to your endpoint to get whatever you want in there. Oh, nice. So this is the, it, it can, there can be a lot of jumps, but it's, it's all separated out nicely for you. So you want to, you want to call an endpoint in your, um, Svelte project. You'd have your, you know, uh, plus page.svelte file, which would be in whatever route it's in. Mm-hmm. And if you want to load your data, you need uh, the plus page.js or ts file. And then this uh, will run a load function for that page to go off and get any information it needs to get before the page mounts and loads. So within that load function for the page is where you would do your fetch to your endpoint. In, in, in the case you're talking about, it's it's a local one. But it could be to, um, if it's not, you know, um, say it's like an, an open API which doesn't have environment secrets, then you could do that in a plus page file. 
Okay. Run the load function, you go off, get the information, and bring it back. And then that gets returned to the plus page.svelte file as uh, a, a, a data variable. So in your page, um, uh, plus page.svelte, I'm saying <laughs> lots of file extensions. <laughs> it, just, it, uh, it just rolls <laughs> off the tongue so well, right? <laughs> yes. Um, you would have uh, export let data, and that'd be your page data. Okay. And then within there, you'd get whatever you called for in your uh, plus page.svelte file. Very nice. Plus page.js file, ts file. I just correct myself here. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> just saying file names again and again and again. Aww. It's a lot easier when you're just thinking about it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, it, it rolls across the, your your mind much much easier than it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a and, word uh, scramble. If you like do like a, a what's it command P or control P in VS Code, it's like I want a page file, and like <laughs> everything's a page file, <laughs> so it's like page dot spelt page dot js. Um, <laughs> so um, you can get a bit confused as to where things are. And uh, so are they required? Um, is it required that there are that they are named plus page dot spelt? Yes. Okay, so yeah, I, I couldn't do like ones. dot page. Plus page dot about dot svelte. No, it, uh, so the about would be the the containing folder for it. Okay. And then within that containing folder, you have your index um, file, which is plus page dot svelte, and then anything else you want to do with that uh, for data loading, be it um, you know for the page load, which would be plus page dot js ts, or if you're getting server information, then uh, plus page dot server dot ts.js see um, now now i'm just being cheeky because i wanted you to say all those names. <laughs> <laughs> well touche so, do you do you find do you find in your vs code because this happens to me where you end up with just uh like 10 tabs and they all say index.js yes and you're just um, like, <laughs> you're just like there, there is uh again we're going back to vs code there's an extension there's code, to give you the folder path there, right there's, yeah there's a, there's a setting where you can just say what folder it's in so if you quickly identify, oh there's just a setting for that yeah, yeah just say show folders in the tabs i think and then it'll That's just nice. show you what folder that file belongs in and then you can you know i've complained about this for years and people just laugh along with me no one's ever told me there's a settings to just change that to folder path <laughs> i mean that Obviously, people get bothered about it enough to, to come up with it. So either it's been requested or it's been it's been in VS Code all this time, and uh, it's never been uh, an issue to me until um, this this routing change happened in in August. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, I, I have come uh, come a cropper a couple of times where I'm like changing stuff in a page, you know, .js file, and I'm like. Uh, What's going oh. on? Nothing's happening. And it's like, oh, no, no, because it's absolutely the wrong route you're in. And, you know, <laughs> so um, you have to just be a bit cognizant of. Yeah, uh, you know, there, there's what? only so much that VS Code and the compiler can do for you if you're not going to type in the right file. It's yep. not going <laughs> to. It's like, yeah. I, I can't help you. you, you uh, I, you did it, I did it at a workshop in November. Um, and like, I'm meant to be the expert here. And I'm like, uh, OK, let's, let's, let's debug this. Um, why isn't this happening here at all? And then, you know, spent a couple of minutes and it's like, oh, I'm in the completely wrong file. That's why nothing's oh, happening. Really? So, uh, going to yeah, copy this uh, and remove it from here and we'll go over here and there you go. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Didn't, didn't get derailed <laughs> at all doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So you've got your uh, London meetup. Um, what are some of the other uh, activities and Devro things that you're doing? Um, boy, that cat is. Did, whoa, was that the other cat? Did you say that? I'm at a standing desk, and he just tried to jump up on literally onto the desk and failed miserably and just, just <laughs> fell on the floor. I, I heard him um, hit the floor. <laughs> so, boy, he's, he's a he's a pest. Yes. He really is. <laughs> Uh, what were you talking about? The uh, Smelt Meetup, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, so you've got the Smelt Meetup in London, and uh, you're doing DevRel uh, work with Storyblocks uh, now these days, right? Yeah, Story, story Block. Story, story Block with a K. Um, I uh, recently found out there's actually uh, another company called Storyblocks, and uh, Storyblocks no. do uh, like, uh, you know, media assets and stuff. Um, and the Storybook, which is um, the headless CMS. Uh, no, or no that, that's the it, storybook is the the one that does um, like the in-browser component, component rendering, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So story block, <laughs> there's there's a lot of story block and book stuff. Um, but story block is uh, like I said, headless CMS, and um, uh, the only one I know of with uh, like a a real-time visual editor. That's the, the main sort of selling point, I would say, of uh, Storyblock. The uh, content editing teams love it. You can move stuff around on the page. Uh, it uses like um, uh, like atomic design principles where everything's breaking down into its like smallest component part. Uh, this means that with the, uh, the SDK and like the Storyblock bridge, you can um, uh, see real time how the content is going to look. You can move it around and it's, uh, it's, it's really impressive. And I've not seen uh in anything else which, well, apart from wordpress let's say where you can sort of do this sort of thing but it's the only um uh one in what's the word for it the the current sort of cohort of uh cms's which are out there which does this sort of thing yeah so yeah i'm really happy to be on the, the team uh helping with it yeah content editors absolutely love it it's like a content editor's wet dream it's like you know um i, I can move this image without having to get developers involved like yes um because you know the the traditional sort of CMS where you'd have in a traditional sort of headless CMS where you'd have a, like a fixed structure to the page, mm -hmm. um, but with uh, Storyblock it all runs through um, the uh, Storyblock bridge and like the S the the Storyblock SDK where it, it just it just sends it JSON so it knows where everything needs to go. Yeah, it's it's a really cool product. Um, I would have to say I I'm thinking selfishly from the developer side is that this sounds fantastic for people to leave me alone and stop moving images around because I got better things to do. Absolutely, or maybe yeah. I so, think I sorry I think I have better things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over yeah, here so with my under the car pulling apart something I shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, West, have you seen this? Uh, the uh, what's it, Malcolm in the Middle, where... Uh, yes, the drawer, the, the light bulb. The drawer and the light bulb. That is me. That, that is guy? my life. Is that you, Jesse? Yeah. I'll, 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 I'm not immune to it. It's happened to me loads of times as well, where, you know, you got to do one thing, and then all of a sudden you're under the car, fixing the car, right? Yeah. Yeah. says, what are you doing? And he said, I'm fixing the drawer. What does it look like I'm doing? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. 
Well, Scott, this has been a fantastic dive. Selfishly, uh, I'm so glad that uh, you have all the svelte knowledge and were able to sort of answer all my sort of beginner questions and prodding questions as I sort of make the 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 sidestep, I guess, from from React into. I feel like a lot of people are looking for something outside of React, maybe. Uh, and it sounds like Svelte is is a good home, is a warm community, has got a lot of things going for it uh, in the positive aspect. Sounds like you've had a fantastic time over the last couple of years there. Yeah, the uh, the community is absolutely uh, outstanding. It's um, uh, there's the Discord. There's uh, I, I, I can't check Discord, but the Discord is where it's at with uh, Svelte Society. So uh, there's there's a lot going on there. If you have any questions, there's um, there's a questions channel. Put your question in. Uh, usually, someone chips in and answers it. Um, the uh, Svelte Summit, which is like the, uh, the the Svelte Conference, that happened uh, back in August last year, the first in person one. There's around 200 people there, and it was it was the best conference I've been to. Uh, yeah. it, the food. Uh, so I just want to um, give. Thanks to Kevin, who is like the community manager for uh, for, for Svelte Society. Uh, he, he does a lot of the work with that. He planned uh, and you know, arranged the whole conference. Uh, so he did an excellent job with that. Great food, um, really long breaks between talks. So you could really get to, to, to talk to people. Um, and it, it was just, you know, it was over two days. It was single track. Um, just, just really good, really well managed conference. Um, so, um, contrast that to the meetup I had <laughs> in January, where it's just like a mess of wires and uh, you know feedback loops. Um, you know, there's <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a lot, uh, there's a lot in it. But um, the, the community is, is great. I've uh, made a lot of good friends um, through through that as well, and. Um, it's it's a really good you know uh good, good vibe there it's all all good so yeah anyone is interested absolutely recommend it and <clears throat> i know i didn't really talk a great deal about the the selling points <laughs> of svelte i was more sort of helping you understand how, how you would um incorporate it for you know your own projects you're trying to work on um but um, yeah, I think you answered all that. So, you know, hopefully so. these were, you know, beginning questions or transitionary questions, right? The, the ones that I have are, are not new programming questions, but like, how do I transfer the, I have these things that I have that, that I know in my head and like, how do I map them to the sort of svelte way? So like, while I'm trying yeah. to like pick up the vocabulary and the, the plus page dot svelte and like, uh, yeah. you know, the, the plus page dot server TS dot JS dot spelt. See, it's not, it's not fun like, saying it, is it? No, it's not. But, uh, <laughs> I had a really, really good time getting you to say them all though. I was over here like checking them off, like, like a bingo card. I was like, all right. Uh, um, but for anyone who's, um, interested, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a joy to, 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 to use um i think i said like the, the dx was great um it is just like writing you know back in html files again but you know svelte i said that in quotation marks for anyone that's listening little, little, little. um if you've been listening to, to jesse and i talk this long and um you're still here thank you firstly um and um 
if you are new um, to frameworks in general and you've been thinking about, um, I mean, like if you are just going from HTML, CSS, you know, JavaScript to a framework um, and you're looking for a job, then uh, you need to go where the jobs are. So a lot of the jobs at the moment are in uh, React, Angular, um, so if, if, you, if whatever's in your area, you're going to need to to understand that, I guess. Um, if there is a lot more uptake in Svelte roles, and um, uh, I, I would say if you're transitioning from this early stage of, well, I've got HTML, CSS, JavaScript down. I mean, whoever has yeah. that I, down. Well, I think yeah. both of us have them, <laughs> quote, down, right? There's that, yes. that never-ending um, cycle. Coming into uh, SvelteKit will feel very, Svelte or SvelteKit will feel very familiar. Um, you know, you have your script tags at the top of your file, you have your mark, you know, your markup in the middle and your styles at the bottom. So it will feel very, very familiar. So um, even if, um, I, I'm not saying you absolutely have to learn Svelte. Um, if, if you're looking for a job, then you're going to need to learn whatever that job needs but it's um it's a good gateway into framework land and um getting to know svelte first would probably set you up better for then learning um react and um you know other things but uh, i'm guessing a lot of people who um, are very pro view would be saying go view because uh, it, it's very similar yeah, it's got the same sort of uh, script tag and and template and yeah. and but I, I feel like Vue has maybe a little more syntax on top, sort of yeah, a little more yeah, abstractions use templates and stuff. Yep. Yeah, you use templates and the the four. Uh, um, it, it it reminds me a lot of Angular. Yeah, uh, just side of a, a lighter, leaner Angular. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think the guy works on the Angular team, so. Oh yeah, Absolutely. that's right. Yeah, so but, head over uh, to the Discord, uh, Svelte Discord. Mm -hmm. um, probably a link on the the Svelte main page. Um, and mm -hmm. Scott, where can everyone uh, ping you, get in touch with you, and see what you're up to? Um, so I'm at Spencer's Ten most places, um, Mastodon, Twitter, GitHub. They're the main places. If you want to reach out, get in touch with me. Uh, there's a contact form on my site, scottspence.com. Um, and yeah, if you want to know anything about, um, Svelte, which I've come across and, you know, felt I needed to document it, then, uh, forward slash tags Svelte, um, on scottspence.com and you'll, you'll see quite a few posts from me on uh, certain things I've tackled in there. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I'm going to head over there, uh, and sort of browse through those so that I can sort of scrape that knowledge as I figure out how to plus page dot server dot TS. <laughs> <laughs> right brilliant all <laughs> I, right um, yeah so if there's anything on there which um doesn't make sense this is because it's felt changed about six months ago um and i mean it's been moving quickly it sounds like you've gone through you know knowing it for the last couple of years sounds like you've gone through s multiple iterations of it as it sort of like learns and grows and finds its place yeah um, it's been a good ride it's been uh it's been a fun ride and uh, yeah, still very much enjoying it. And I haven't touched any React code in what feels like forever. Yeah, 
Well, so I'm very lucky to, to be doing what I'm doing. Absolutely so privileged to be doing what I am doing at the moment. So um, I, I am a very lucky guy. Um, yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I would say you're not missing much. React hasn't changed a lot in the last couple of years, it feels like. Um, that's probably not true, but you know we've already gone over my saltiness. All right. Uh, I'm Jesse Tomshock. Thank you, everyone, for watching. This has been another uh, edition of The Modern Web. Um, you can catch us online at Modern Web on Twitters. Uh, you can catch me at uh, jesse at cogwheel.socialacidon. Uh, I'm not really on Twitter much anymore. Um, most of the peeps have moved over to Mastodon, and it's a, kind of a warm, friendly place. It's like Twitter 2010. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. So thanks again for everyone watching uh, and get on the Svelte Discord and we'll talk to you later. Come on. Come on, this podcast is sponsored by this.labs, a framework agnostic consultancy that specializes in JavaScript. You can find them at this.co slash labs. That's T-H-I-S-D-O-T dot C-O slash labs. Sorry.